And what we, we see is that late payments of, of invoices is, is one of the main pain points for, for smaller business. So in the UK, for instance, smaller business, they're spending £6.7 billion pounds every year just to get paid. Like that is around £9,000 per SME per year just for them to collect their funds. You are listening to Changing Careers, a podcast about how MBA careers are changing and how MBAs change their careers. I am Conrad Chua. Our next guest has made several big career transitions in her life. She left a career in finance in Europe to join a startup in LA that was doing work on drones, something that she had no prior experience in. But she did well there. And for her current career lab, she is combining her finance knowledge with her startup experience. Nana Saito Nelson is Director of Banking Operations at GoCardless, one of London's hottest fintech companies. First, I asked Nana to talk about her career journey. So yeah, before doing the MBA, I, I came from uh, from what back then was not really recognized as, as, as fintech, but, but basically was I was working for, for a bank that was very, very technology heavy um, and, and very small when, when we started out. I then did my MBA and after that I thought, well, I'd like to... Um, I like to get some exposure to the traditional bank banking world, more the, the corporate banking world. So I joined Lloyd's Banking Group on there. They had a post-MBA program back then that was called the Future Executives Program. Um, so it was a two-year program that I, that I joined where they would put you in different parts of the, um, of the bank. Um, so I, I did that because I wanted the, wanted the exposure to a larger, a larger corporation and, and, and get some experiences of, of what that would be like since the previous bank that I worked with was a very small one. Um, and after ending the program, um, I, I did a transition that was, that was a little bit strange, a little bit untraditional, um, perhaps, but, um, I've, I've also reached a point in my career where I was like, well, if I want to do something that's completely different, then now's the time to do it. So I went to Los Angeles and I joined a startup, uh, which was operating within the drone space. So the company was called Control Me Robotics, and essentially we were um, creating drones for industrial ins- inspection. Um, so I joined the, joined the company as the, as the CEO um, and, and was there for two and a half years. Were there aspects of your experience in banking that were quite transferable to this new startup, or, or was it completely new? Yeah, it was, it was, it was very new. Um, to go from, from banking where, especially if you're working in a large organization, you become quite uh, pinpointed on, on what you do, quite specialized in, in, in your own area. When I moved into the startup world, I think that was the, the first time where I really, really started to go back to my old MBA textbook and started to, um, to look up some of, some of the things that we'd been talking about during the MBA. Because during the MBA, obviously, like the, the remit of what you learn is really, really broad. Um, and I found that working at a small company, my broad roles kind of required me to go into all kinds of different different areas of like accounting because I was looking after um, our finances, for instance. So I needed to go back and look in uh, my accounting textbook <laughs> to get some of the terminology right there, right? Um, there was a strategic, strategic element there as well. Um, of course, there's an operational element of, of it as well. So, so it, was, it was much broader. So it was, probably, it was probably more the experience from the MBA that I all of a sudden started to draw up. On rather than, than my previous banking experience, to be honest. How did the uh, startup grow in the, in the time that you were with them? Yeah, so it, it was a very, very small operation when we, um, when, when we started out. Um, so, so we saw during, during the two and a half years, 
uh, we were there. Um, it was a fun time because it was also the the very beginning of of the drone industry itself. Um, so it was it was easy to see quite quite rapid growth in in the beginning. I think the the sort of main challenges that we faced was that there's there was so much to to grasp within the drone industry that we had to go and specialize on, on what we wanted to do, and that's when we ended up with the with the industrial inspection. Um, so so we changed our focus to to do exactly that um and then after probably around around the two-year mark um the two things happened one was that you could see some some bigger players um really really getting a strong foothold into the in, into the market one of those were um the chinese dgi and um you could see a consolidation of a, a lot of companies that have sort of sprung up um, especially, especially in California, um, and at the time we basically got the um, the offer to sell, um, and and we decided to to go to go for that. So you spent two and a half years in LA uh, with this startup. You, you were in that great position. You've just sold the company. So what make, made you come back to London into fintech? I've all, always really, really liked London. So I'm from Denmark uh, originally, but moved down to London after the MBA to work for Lloyd. So for me, it was either going to New York or going to London. I was open um, to both. But, but it, going into fintech was kind of a natural transition for me. So I've had a, a, a stint in sort of the, the tech startup world and I had the, the finance background. Um, so yeah, it was, that, to me, that was a, that was a pretty... Pretty easy, easy choice. And now you're with Go Cartless. Can you tell us what is Go Cartless? Go Cartless um, has a very, very simple, simple mission. Uh, we want to help businesses take the pain out of getting paid so they can focus on, on doing what, what they do best. The recurring payment space is, is really, really interesting. Um, it's nothing new. Like Payments have been, been around for a very, very long time. but Limited innovation has happened in this space um, over over the years. Like as an example, the UK direct debit system is from seventy six, like nineteen seventy six, and it's pretty much the same as it's been it's been since since then. And what we we see is that late payments of of invoices is is one of the main pain points for for smaller business. So in the UK, for instance, smaller business they're spending six point seven billion pounds every year just to get paid like that is around nine thousand pounds per SME per year just for them to collect their funds so wait who who do the, the SMEs pay to get paid so they would pay banks they would pay payment providers they would pay debt collectors because they they haven't received their funds on, on time um so it's so it's it's an, it's an interesting problem because it's probably a little little bit hidden but the the cash flow implication especially for a small business is, is quite large and uh, as a result, you have 50,000 businesses in the UK that are killed every year because, because of late payment um, and, and what it means for their, for their cash flow. So Go Cardless focuses very much only on the recurrent payments. Yes. Yeah. It, it, our product is very well designed for, for recurring payment. Um, so we use the, the bank-to-bank system to, to basically move the, the funds from the business's customer to the business. Um, and we do this because it's a very cost-efficient way 
of of make of doing payments and it's very stable like the bank the bank system is is very stable um in itself um but because you need to set up a a permission uh between the the business and and the customer um then doing this for recurring payments where you have to take payment more than once make makes a lot of sense um for e-commerce for instance right where very often it's it's a one-off transaction you buy something from from a website and then that's that's basically it the bank-to-bank payment as it is today is maybe less suitable because having to go and get an, an authorization from a customer every time um does does take take time so how has GoCardless helped you know smes yeah so so what we we've done is that we've said okay this this whole process of of getting paid is just not good enough the way it works today. It's really so it's, it's expensive for 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 merchants to get paid. Um, thirteen percent of of uh, credit card transactions fail when it's through the the card payment network, right? Um, so so we've we've said okay, it's, it's there's a lot of failures that that happens. It's it's not that easy for businesses to get to get access to the system. Um, not all banks would would be willing to to offer direct debit for instance to to a business um if you if you're a newly established business for instance so that's also where where we started out we basically said okay if we then aggregate all the payments from from smaller businesses and go to the bank then the bank are much more willing to um to to engage with us and and allow us to to do the to the, do these payments um for business so that that's where we started started out right so we did. We've done all the work for the for the business. We've engaged with the bank. We ensure that they they follow all all the rules that that are set up in order to take these payments. Um, and then we've created the whole the whole system around this. Like because at the end of the day, we we're a technology provider, right? We provide a platform that makes it easier. Now, what has happened over time is that while that was the initial use case, right, that we would aggregate the flow and then and and then go and do the work um, on behalf of of the businesses with with the banks. Um, what we've seen is that businesses find our platform really, really easy to use. So even in instances where they maybe could go to the banks and set up these payment payment systems themselves, then it's easier for them to, to do it with us because the sign up is much quicker. Plus, they can do an API integration if, if that's what they what they want. So in a way, GoCardless has uh, taken a lot of that processing that used to be done uh, by the banks, aggregated it. And made it a lot easier for businesses to get into this platform through the, through an API. Yeah, ex- exactly. And and we've then taken it one step further, because one of the large frictions that happens as well is that well, I'm I'm a business and I want I want to operate globally, but if I go to the UK, I need to link up to one kind of payment system. If I go into Europe, I need to link up with a second payment system if i want to go to australia it's a third one and it's really time consuming and, and expensive for me to go and, and do all these integrations myself um so we have um created a global network basically where we we've done all these this, this groundwork and linked up with with banks in, in various countries in order to create create this network so that again you plug into GoCardless once but then you can take payments from your customers in new zealand canada France. So what do you do as director of bank operations? So I am responsible for all our banking relationships. Um, so my team um, sets up 
new banking relationships and then we also maintain the existing banking relationships that we have as well as our relationships with, with suppliers because as a, as a part of the, the whole pay, payment chain, it's not just banks that's involved. Sometimes we have different suppliers as well. And then the last part of, of, of my remit is around the actual payments processing. So I have a team that, that does the, the day-to-day moving on, of, of money from, from, from A to B. So was it your co- combination of uh, your experience in finance, understanding how banking works, and your experience in uh, a startup that made you such a great fit for GoCard? Yeah, I think, I think the, the reason why it turned out to be a really good fit was because I had the experience from, um, from working at a larger bank, and, and that's exactly what, what GoCard does, right? We, we work with larger banking partners. Um, I had the operational experience because my, my focus also within the banking world has mainly been, been operational. And then I had the experience from, from working at, at a startup and, and also un- understood what that means, like both, both the good and, and, the, and the bad things. Now, I think it's probably fair to say that GoCard has now gone from being a startup to a scale-up because um, we're almost 300 people. So, so we, we've grown quite, quite a lot. On the GoCardless blog, there's um, quite a bit about initiatives to address the gender balance. Uh, would you say that that's an issue which the fintech industry needs to, to look at? and what do you think could be done you know, to attract more women into fintech? I definitely think it's something that the, the fintech industry needs to be very, very aware of. It's probably a bit of a combination of like, historic relations with, with, with finance, where we also very often see that finance is quite a male, male-dominated industry. And then you've got the other side, which is the tech. Well, tech has also traditionally been quite a, a male-dominated industry. So we also probably see less women in, in fintech than, than we would like like to to see so the average for the uk is like 40 46% women um in 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 a company company's workforce on on average the fintech sector is not quite quite there yet um but i think what we also need to focus on is that when you're talking about a fintech company it's not just like hardcore finance disciplines or or tech um like a fintech company like any other company is, is so much more, right? Like, again, I have an operational role, um, but it, it's whether it's be HR or whether it be marketing or whether it be um, finance or customer support, right? The fintech industry um, would be able to attract more women if, if, if we can get that message out a little bit, little bit wider. How has Go Cardless tried to address that or try to get that message out to more women? So we last year um, we had a target to um, get twenty five percent of women in um, our leadership team, and and we have we have achieved that now. So I think that's sort of a, a first step. Also, to um, it, sometimes it needs, it needs to start at the top, right? Um, and and then you want you want to filter it down. But another thing we've we've done um, recently is that we have launched um, an initiative called Growing Women at Go Cartless. Um, so together with with some of of my my female colleague, we've we've started this group, and the the whole idea around around our initiative is to is to encourage conversations, right? Um, it's not about oh this is missing and 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 there are not enough women here or or this is not good enough. It's about like okay, so for Gokardis as a company, what are the really really good things about being a woman at Gokardis, so, or what are the things that we could we could work on to to make to make it even better but 
we just need to get the conversation going and that includes our, our male colleagues as well and it's really nice to see how our male colleagues they engage in these conversations as well and um, so i think we're having a really really healthy debate around the topic within within gold cartless one of the things that we also trying to do maybe a little bit more externally focused is to is to engage with um with with students so basically students from technical colleges um and give them a work experience day at Go Cartless. Again, also to, to show that, well, this is a fintech company, but there are lots of different roles within the fintech company. Maybe they can, they can see themselves in, 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 some, in some of those roles and it can be an inspiration for them to go and, and do some, something like that. So we're trying to engage on, on, diff- on different levels and then obviously in our recruitment process, right? Um, again, we also conscious when we put up a, a, job, a job ad, for instance, well, what's the language that we use? Would, would that appeal to, to male as well as, as female? Um, so, so, so small things like that. If you could cast your mind back or travel back in time to when you were an MBA student, um, what advice would you give to the Nana from eight years ago? Oh, man, so, so one good thing about the journey I've been on is that it, it's landed me here, like where I am today, which I'm really, really happy about. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be any... Any any other in any, any other places than I am right now, like my my role and 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 go cartless as a company fits me really really well. But I think if I were to give myself a piece of advice, is um, do what you really really enjoy. Like do do what you think is 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 really fun and and interesting rather than what feels right for your CV and and your career. Probably also driven by the fact that I believe that if you if you enjoy what you're doing, you also become really, really good at it. Um, so that's also the reason why I'm like, well, sure, Lloyd's is, is great. I, I like the program, but now I need to go and do something I think is really, really fun. So let me go <laughs> to California and, and do something else. And I have not, I have not regretted that, um, even though it was a bit of a sort of a, a, an, odd, an odd move. Um, yeah, I would do it again tomorrow. Some great advice there if you're considering making a transition to fintech. I do feel that with fintech, the industry being so exciting right now, people pour in lots and lots of things and conflate them as fintech. It's really great to know also that you don't have to completely redo the system if you want to make an impact. Just like how GoCardless had that laser focus on just one inefficient aspect of financial operations, recurring payments, and how they can change that to mean so much to SMEs. You can listen to this show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, subscribe if you've not done so. And if you've already subscribed, thank you so much. And remember, ask someone or share this with someone you know who would benefit from listening. I'm also on Instagram and you can find behind the scenes look at the podcast and some of the issues we explore in these shows. On Instagram, I'm Chua KH, C-H-U-A-K-H. And I also post occasionally on the Cambridge MBA Instagram account, that will be Cambridge underscore MBA. If you want to talk to me, you can tweet at me at Conrad Chua 16. So at Conrad Chua 16. Till next time, this is Conrad Chua on Changing Careers. Mm-hmm.